Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to the best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome in to a Trash Talking Tuesday here on The Odd Couple. Rob Parker along with Kerry Rhodes, that's right, in for Chris Broussard. And ma'am, we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studio. We'll do it live! <laughs> we will, Bill. We'll do it live. And man, we got so much to do, so little time. Again, Trash Talking Tuesday. Chris is out. Kerry Rhodes, perfect guy to come in to kind of mop up on the Super Bowl, and we'll talk some other stuff. Uh, coming up in the program, Ephraim Salam, he'll join us in about 30 minutes at the bottom of the hour. We'll get his take on some stuff. Olin Polonies, the former NBA vet, Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst, he joins us in hour number two. And hour number three, it's trolling or rolling with Martin Weiss, and that's coming up uh, in the third hour. But uh, Kerry is broadcasting live from uh, the Fox Sports Radio studios in Sherman Oaks, California. And I'm on the campus of USC where I teach baseball writing. Oh, wow. How's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm here broadcasting uh, from USC today. Kerry, what's up, my man? How are you? Man, I'm doing well, man. When I was hearing the introduction, I was like, I'm neither one of those guys. So I, I felt a little taken aback. But you know what? I'm here. I'm in the studio. I'm holding it down for Chris. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you know how it goes, man. You know, I always love to be here with you guys on The Odd Couple. It's a, it's a great time to, to, to come out and talk some ball and talk life and talk everything in between so I'm, I'm excited to be here no doubt man we will have absolutely a fantastic show uh first let's welcome in the odd couple crew because we wouldn't be able to do this fine radio program without them uh rob g is out shay is our producer today alex of course is our engineer as always and um ilo Isaac Lohenkron is uh, at the anchor desk. And, of course, Elijah, our social media guru, is uh, manning the social media world. And, yes, I just want you to know my video uh, about saying that Kyle Shanahan should be fired went crazy. You hear me, Kerry? Went crazy, of course, after the Super Bowl and another double-digit choke job by Kyle Shanahan. But let's start here. Because you know where I stand, Kerry. I do. I think he should be fired. <laughs> and I know people go crazy. Oh, you can't fire coach. He was in the Super Bowl twice in the last four years. Is that how they say it? Yeah, that's how oh, they okay. say it. Doesn't sound- <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me, Kerry, when I'm hearing it, you right, know? Right. But I say to myself, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Kerry, sometimes... You take the unknown over the known. And what I mean by that is what we know, 
Kyle Shanahan is a choker. <laughs> we know that. You don't know who's going to come behind him. Oh, you don't. You can't get it. Who are you going to replace him with? They, they won't be able to win. The 49ers are at least contenders every year with Kyle Shanahan. He's a genius. Yeah. That is too easy to stick with what you know, even though you know you won't get there. You know what, Rob? I'll, I'll say this about you. You're you're consistent about that that take. I mean, I remember you saying something something earlier about Dak Prescott, and right, like we know what he is. That's who he's been in the playoffs. He's not going to get it done. Move on, right? Like you, right. you've said that before. So I know that this isn't some like super super hot take for you, but I'll say this: I Kyle Shanahan is one of those guys. I. He reminds me of, of of Andy Reid, you know, like Andy Reid had those moments where he kept making it to the uh, to the NFC Championship game. He was winning, he had success, and we we were like, we don't know if this guy can ever get it done. He got to a point where he got the man at quarterback Patrick Mahomes that put him over the hump. Now, right, and so now people are saying, oh my God, he might be one of the best coaches of all time. It just depends on if you get that guy. Because Kyle Shanahan obviously is super talented. We know he is an offensive he is a, he's a, he's a he's a genius on that side of the ball. And you know, I think as a head coach, obviously there are so many other things that come into play. Uh it comes, you know, situational football, circumstances, players, player management, all these things are intertwined in being a genius at your perspective coordinator position right like to be the head coach you have there's a lot of things that come into play if you get that guy at quarterback which he has not had yet Purdy is good but we don't know if he's Patrick Mahomes and he's never going to be that but we, we don't know if he's that guy but if he if he had Patrick Mahomes you don't think he's won a couple of championships by now no but see here's where I'm gonna put, here's where <laughs> okay. I'm gonna push back on yeah you. yeah for sure First of all, Andy Reid, they got rid of Andy Reid in Philadelphia. He didn't win in Philadelphia. He okay, did not. so Kyle Shanahan might win, yep. but he could do it somewhere else. Kyle Shanahan, you can't go like, oh, well, he doesn't have the quarterback. That's why he hasn't won. He's had double digit leads in three Super Bowls. Sure, yeah. So he was good enough to get you to the fourth quarter with seven minutes to go and a double digit lead. Right. So that's not like, well, like oh, his offense isn't moving. He do not have a quarterback. Right. No. Right. He's not making the right calls to close the games. I hear you. All he is is Marty Schottenheimer with a better haircut. Ooh, That's what he is. You calling him Marty Schottenheimer? And Marty Schottenheimer <laughs> got run out of San Diego for the same exact thing. Yeah. He couldn't get you over the hump. Yeah. I hate, no, Marv Levy, yep. the Buffalo Bills coach, is 98 years old. Yep. And you know what? He's probably saying to himself, I'm finally off the hook. And this guy <laughs> lost four straight Super Bowls, and he's saying, my God, thank you. Thank you. I'm finally off the hook. He's not off the, he's not off the hook yet. I mean, Mar- Marv lost four in a row. That's, that's you know, that, that's, that's pretty intense. And he had Jim Kelly, and he had Thurman Thomas, and he had Cornelius Bennett, and he had a lot of he had a, <laughs> he had yeah, a lot they of didn't win. And they did not win, yeah. But they didn't – they rolled him out for four consecutive you know what I mean? Like that's that's patience and that's believing in the guy that you have. And I know that they believe in Kyle Shanahan. And and, and you know it's you're right. Like it, there's there's no debating what you're saying and 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 the facts that are on the table. But again, you let him go. And I know we were talking about bringing somebody else in. I'll let you lead into that. But I don't think that guy is a guy. But I'll let you lead into that into that uh, into that conversation. And here's the other thing. All right, so you got all that. Yeah. And we've seen teams do this before. Right. I'll give you the perfect example. Tony Dungy yep, yep. couldn't get over the top with Tampa Bay. Yep. He had a great team. Defensively, they were unbelievable. They could not win and get to the Super Bowl. Guess what they did? Oh, yeah. They fired Tony Dungy and hired John Gruden, and guess what? They won. They won the next year <laughs> with with Tony Dungy's team. Yes, they did. So here's my big plan. You ready? Yep. Fire Kyle Shanahan <laughs> and hire Bill Belichick. 
He's sitting there. He will get you over the top. Uh. Bill Belichick is the way for the 49ers to finally win again. It's been forever since they won a, 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 a Super Bowl. Bill Belichick is sitting there. He knows how to win. Yeah. He knows how to close games out. That's why it's worth making the move. I hear you. I understand that perfectly fine. And it and it's a it it would be I don't think anybody would be upset at that, right? I just for me personally, when I see Bill Belichick and I I called it when he got fired. I said, he's not going to get a job this year. There's no team that would take him. Obviously, those positions were open. And the only team that really interviewed him was Atlanta, right? So there's a moment when you become you, – you're over the hill as a coach. You cannot connect. You can't connect to the players. Uh, relationships are – you know, few and far between. A lot of those, a lot of the solid relationships that he had are 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 gone. Those guys are older and moved on, and and you know, even the players are at the point now where they're getting head coaching jobs. Where you know, the coach that took over for him was one of his former players, right? I think there's a time for coaches like that who are legendary to move on, also, and because they don't connect with the younger generation. And I just don't see Bill Belichick being that answer for those guys. I mean, think about San Francisco. Those those guys are, are are running out to the games with big boom boxes on their shoulders and gold chains and it's a whole different generation that is over Bill Belichick's head and I just don't see it working. I understand the X's and O's and he's a winner, but I just don't see him being able to, you know, immerse himself in a locker room like that and win now. I, I don't I don't know how you could take a look at Bill Belichick with the team that's put together yeah. and not think that he could get them over the hump. Bill Belichick is known for defense. Yep. The reason that they haven't been able to win is, A, they don't run the ball when, when you need it, and their defense has given up double-digit leads in the final 10 minutes, final seven minutes of three Super Bowls. Bill Belichick is the right guy. You can't be afraid to hold on because you know how football is, Kerry, that at some point – that nucleus guys move on. Yeah, people yeah. get you know. You think you got ten years to, to to make a run. You don't. Yeah. Your run might be might be over before you know it. So you need to capitalize on it. And the one thing that Kyle Shanahan has proven is that he can't get it done. This isn't an overreaction to one chance or one opportunity at the Super Bowl. Right. This is now. Three chances. One as an offensive coordinator where he blew a 25-point lead in the second half. (laughs) And two two other where he had a 10-point lead, dominated the game, went away from the run, and didn't know how to close the game. I'm convinced now more than ever that Kyle Shanahan will never N-E-V-A win a Super Bowl, (laughs) not with this team, not with this team in this situation. He might have to be Andy Reid, go somewhere else, and have Patrick Mahomes fall into your lap. Right. And then maybe you might win. But if it's about Kyle Shanahan Making the right moves, I have zero confidence in him at this point. I do, Kerry. I, 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 I would not keep him. I hear you. No, I mean, and the proof is what it is. He hasn't won. He's blown leads. All those things you're saying are true. So I, I get it. I understand people that would uh, even back you on that. I just, I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a patient guy. And again, you said it right though. The NFL isn't patient. So we'll see. We'll see what they decide. But. I think he can get it done, and, you know, obviously, you know, with that core, if they can bring them all back. I know Brandon Ayuk is already campaigning to get out of there. <laughs> so so we'll see. Absolutely. All right, we want to hear from you, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Where are you? Am I crazy? Am I Meshuggah? Should the 49ers – fire Kyle Shanahan and hire Bill Belichick if they want to win a Super Bowl. Bill might come in and win next year. They're already the favorite. How about that? Bill Belichick will come in and get this thing done. (laughs) I can't believe you're talking about Bill Belichick though, Rob. That's the that one just I just He might cheat and win. Hey, we we know that that's a, that's another proven fact, but uh, <laughs> but I just don't see it. I think his time is 
as the guy is over. Man, I don't know. I, we'll, we'll see, but I don't think he's going to get a, another head coaching job here. All right, it is the Odd Couple, 877-99 on Fox. Want to hear from you, Rob Parker and Kerry Rhodes, in for Chris Broussard right here on Fox Sports Radio. And you know what? Stick and stay. For a possible return of Belichick in the U.S. of A. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes and me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, 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 hour number two on a Trash Talking Tuesday. Don't forget, coming up in about 40 minutes, your chance to trash anyone, anything in the world of sports. Uh, And we won't interrupt you. You'll be able to have your say, so you want to jump in. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. Rob Park and Kerry Rhodes in for Chris Broussard. Kerry in our Sherman Oaks, California studios. I'm at USC where I'm a associate professor. That's what they call me now, not even an adjunct, associate professor. Wow. Can you imagine me molding the young minds of <laughs> journalists coming up? Hey, of course I can. That's your, that's what you've done your whole life, man. I mean, man. since you were a kid. Why Always. why wouldn't why wouldn't you? 
You know, I mean, I wanted to be a sports writer, Kerry, since I was nine years old. Exactly. Inc- incredible. That's crazy. Like it is. I, I really did. I know people, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I couldn't play, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I did. I, that was the job I thought I wanted my that, whole life. So as a kid, you you were just fascinated with storytelling or were you fascinated with, you know, the behind the scenes, getting the access? Which which. It, which more? Which, which excited you more? This is a true story. When I was in second grade, I was seven years old. Yep. My teacher, Miss Noble, I went to PS Fifty in Jamaica, Queens, mm-hmm. New York. Mm-hmm. She pulled me aside from the rest of the class, Carrie, and she said, "Robert, when you grow up, you should be a writer. You're an excellent writer. Can you imagine a teacher? Wow. Yeah. Identifying you at seven years old." And and putting that nugget in the back of my head, Carrie, I swear. Isn't that crazy, though? At, at, at those tender ages, that seven, eight, nine. It's very like, important. Those teachers are the ones you remember, too. Yes, I remember that conversation. Yeah. And then uh, to f- fast forward, one more quick one. Yep. So I go to Columbia Journalism School, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have another teacher, professor, Joanna Lee. And she pulled me aside, Carrie, and I was young. I was about 24 years old couple years in the business, getting my master's, and she told me that I was way more experienced than my other classmates mm-hmm. and that she needed more from me. Wow. She was a small Asian woman. Yep. She came up behind me telling me this speech about that I need to do more. She pretended like she had a knife in her hand. I swear to you, Terry. <laughs> and she stuck it in my back, and she said, you know what I need from you, Rob? I need you to stick the knife in turn it and draw blood and i swear to you (laughs) it was that that turned me into the writer that i am i'm not even kidding you that's what she told me so attempted murder was the thing that got you (laughs) over the hump unbelievable (laughs) no that's a great story i love that unbelievable (laughs) stick the knife in turn it and draw blood (laughs) this woman was barely up to my waist you know what i mean and she was giving me one of those pep talks all right Let's go here, Kerry. You're going to get back to the NFL in the third hour, but let's do some NBA. Yes. And I, I know you're a Dallas Mavericks <laughs> fan. I am. But Luka Doncic, man, people aren't feeling him, players, and maybe they don't want to play with him. I mean, this is stuff that's going out. Uh, Shea is our producer today, Rob G's off. Yep. Shea, what do you have? You have some uh, details, right, of some NBA players who kind of like, saying some bad stuff about Luca. Yeah, yeah. So two things came out today, but the, I'll go over the first one first. So Grant Williams made his Hornets debut on Saturday night against the Grizzlies after getting traded from the Mavs. Uh, after the game, Williams actually took some shots at his former t- teammate, Luka Doncic. In his post-game press conference, Williams stated, it's great to win, to get a win for the city and really play for the jerseys that's across your chest and not the one on your back. So I was fortunate to be wow. part of a team <laughs> that's really wanted to win. It was super exciting. The play style was fun. Everybody touched the ball. We trusted one another, a team that had never played with each other or practiced with one another. Every single person seemed like they had each other's back. Mm. So a lot of shots right there, but he did was, anybody follow up on that? Like, like you know, once you throw that out there, not somebody's back. I mean, I if you're a reporter sitting there, you got to go. Who are you talking about? Yeah, who yeah, you yeah, talking? What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So I haven't seen if anyone followed up on the question itself, but in the article okay. that I'm reading, that's what I see. But I'll, I'll follow up on that question and I'll see. But he wasn't the actual only one to kind of send shots his way um, on Tuesday. Well, these aren't necessarily shots, but on Tuesday, Wizards forward Kyle Kuzma revealed to the Athletic that he was presented with a trade that would actually have sent him to Dallas, but he decided he would rather stay in Washington. Um, he was asked why he wanted to remain with the Wizards instead of joining the Mavericks. Kuzma answered, in my career, I won a championship. So I understand that when we play this game of basketball, it's not about contending for a playoff spot. It's about contending for an NBA championship. There's only like three or four contenders, true contenders. I just feel like our timelines didn't add up. Mm. Wow. That sounds to me, Kerry, like he didn't want to play with uh, Luka. Like, uh, yeah. And, and, and we got we to gotta admit, and you know this. He's a different type of player. Needs the basketball. Yes, like that's just. Yeah. And but I don't know. And you watch them. That's your team. Yeah. If they will ultimately be able to win with a guy dominating the basketball that much. Last year when they got Kyrie, yeah. they didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. No. The thing about Dallas, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna preference preference this by saying, Luca's 
in my opinion, the, the MVP of the league right now. Um, he's playing. At, well, he, he's playing. No, at, everybody doesn't have the only people. I think uh, they have the Joker again, don't they? And the probably, straw pole? probably. But okay. you know, we got some time left. But just the way he's playing, um, even defending, which has, has been his knock forever, he's putting effort on that end. He's playing well. But I'll say this about Dallas: the the brand of basketball that they play. Number one, it's boring. We know what we're going to see every week. I mean, every game. They're going to run high pick and roll. He's going to make every play. He's going to make every pass. And if you're a role player going to that situation, they ha- you have to be a specific type of role player. you got to be a role player that, number one, knows that, and you're a dead-eye shooter. Because he's sp- trying to spoon-feed everything. And so as a role player, your seven, eight shots – if you have an off game, you know, if you're one for eight, that's a terrible game, right? But if you are hit three more of those shots, you're four for eight, and that's a, a great day. But if you're not a, 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 a knockdown shooter and you're a streaky shooter like most guys in the league are, if you're not involved in the play, if you're not touching the ball, if you're not cutting, you're not moving, you're not in rhythm, you're not going to knock those shots down consistently. And so then, you know, if you're going to that situation – like a Kuzma, somebody that can make his own play, he's going to want to be involved. He's going to want to touch the ball. They had a guy in Christoph Porzingis when, right. he, when he was there, obviously playing all-star level basketball in Boston because he's involved. He Not, wasn't involved he in wasn't Dallas. He wasn't involved, and that's, and that's the only issue with Luka. And that's the only issue with any type of player that plays that way. We can go back to James Harden. He could never win it because players are not going to be in rhythm. You can go to Luka Doncic now. You can go even with Luka's teammate right now, Kyrie. Kyrie's one of the best isolation guys as well. But if you're not getting guys touches and moving the ball and actually being in rhythm, players aren't going to want to play with you. And I think that's kind of what we're having happen right now. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I did find that story. There's a straw poll about NBA insiders, and they do have the joker now that Embiid is hurt. Yeah. As as the leading uh, to win his third MVP. You remember last year they kind of – you know, a little controversy. Yeah, it was controversial yeah. because yeah. they didn't want him to win three in a row. Yeah, and and then he wound up going to the postseason and having an unbelievable postseason Absolutely. run and looked like the MVP, didn't he? Yes, he, really, he, did. he did. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you but, can give but, it to him every year if you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. twenty six and a half points, twelve point two rebounds, and nine uh, and nine assists. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, he's he's killing it. He's killing uh, it. But anyway, I guess my point is. With Luca, it's a it's one of those things. You might want, and I know they went to the Western Conference Finals a couple years ago, right? Yep, and then yes. they got blown out in Game Seven or whatever. Yep. But if you're Luca, do you understand that you can't or won't be able to win if you continue to play that way? Do you, Do you know like yeah. this is like this is how he's effective, right? By having the basketball, yes. But you're trying to win a championship, so which something has to give. Think about it, Rob. Right? We go back to the Jordan days when he was the one that was trying to make every play by himself, without the scheme, without the triangle. They did not win. When they implemented an offense where people, he actually gives the ball up, he gets to a spot. If he catches it in the triangle, obviously you're going to go to him in the clutch, but in, in go to moments. But you got to get other guys involved to win. But if, and, you, if you remember in the last dance, and I thought it was awesome, they yeah. had the video. Yeah. He, Michael gave up the ball. It wasn't. It wasn't because he was afraid to shoot at the end. Like that's what the LeBron fans oh, are yeah, always like. For sure. Is that and on that video, I remember watching it. Yep. And he went to Steve Kerr and said, "Be ready." Yes. He didn't go. Oh my God! It's hot potato. I don't want to take this. Sh-. He told Steve Kerr before the play, and still in confidence. Am I right? Be ready. Hundred percent. Yes. I'm gonna throw you the ball. It's gonna be open. Make the shot. Yep. That that. You gotta trust your teammates, man. You have to trust your teammates. He knew Steve Kerr would be open. Yep. Steve Kerr made a big shot, and John Paxson made a big shot yep. for the Bulls. Yep. And both were the same exact situation. Yes. And that's what I'm wondering if you're Dallas. You got this talented superstar. Yes. Yeah. But are you going to win? You're not going to win that way, Rob. I don't care who it is. I mean, we've seen it. We, I mean, James Harden, we can talk about how bad he is now. and what, Well, he's not bad now. He's still playing well. But how demanding of trades and all these things and, and how he's played out the last couple of years. But James Harden in his prime, 
He's doing the same thing Luca was doing right now. I mean, Luca's, I think, a little better, but he was doing the same thing. He was getting them to the Western Conference Finals or whatever, and he would flame out. You can't win with that style of play. He has to trust those guys more, and they have to put more variance in their offense. Yeah, it's going to be interesting going forward and uh, just how this team comes together because at first they thought when they got Kyrie, they're yeah. off and running, and yeah. then to not make the playoffs last year was pretty bad. Yeah, that was bad. They were injured. It was a lot of things going on last year, uh, Rob, with those guys. It was. It wasn't just you know everything to do with chemistry. that trade. Yeah, chemistry. Kyrie was in and out. He was a little hurt. Luca was a little hurt down the stretch. Luca was a little. Oh, I mean, out of shape down the stretch last year as well. How like, surprised are you that an athlete of that caliber? Yeah. he comes in, and when you see him, the first thing you want to do is push your finger into his stomach. I mean, that's just <laughs> well, <I'm, laughs> you know what it is. You know what it is. It was one of those things where he was injured, so he couldn't even do as much cardio and 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 get in shape as much as more. He had to preserve his body, and so it was like a balance. I mean, it just it was a lot of things last year, but this year he's he's looking good. He's in shape, playing well, but. You're not going to win a championship that way. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird situation to be in. Yeah, because you can't totally change the him, <laughs> right? You like can't, you can't you can't you're ask him to do something else. You're going to have to find a way to get him to do something else. And again, he can post up. He can do all these things, Rob. You know what I mean? Like he can get in the post and he can be effective that way as well. He can be off the ball, but he's not a good spot up shooter. So. You know, you're going to take the ball out of your best player hands to be a spot-up shooter sometimes. I think, yes, I think he has to be a decoy song for them to win. But it's going to be a hard ask for somebody that's young and in his prime the way he is. All right, coming up next, I still don't think the Chiefs are a dynasty. We'll see what Kerry thinks if they're a dynasty already. Uh, I have my own definition of a dynasty, okay, and it ain't the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll do that. And Olin Polonese as well is coming up in about uh, 15 minutes as well here on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. So you know what you need to do. Stick and stay. For a possible new dynasty in the U.S. of A. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today 
and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. All right, hour number three of The Odd Couple right here on the Trash Talking Tuesday. Rob Parker, Kerry Rhodes broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. And shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. So if you miss any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Odd Couple wherever you get your podcast, and be sure to also follow, rate, and review the podcast. Uh, and review the podcast, I should say. And again, just search Odd Couple wherever you get your podcast, and uh, you'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. Hour number three here on the program. And, Kerry, uh, you as a defensive player, yep. you know how this goes. Like, uh, the quarterback gets all the attention. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's over the top. Yep. You even said, like, Chris Jones could have been the MVP of the Super Bowl, right? Right. Ephraim said that. Yeah, but yeah, – Yeah, Ephraim. Yeah. But but you get my point is that they never looked that way. I, I still remember, and I brought it up earlier, when the Patriots beat the Rams – I mean, the last time, right, for the sixth Super Bowl. Yeah. The Rams had Jared Goff. They averaged, right – like 35 points a game. They scored three points in that Super Bowl. And the MVP, who it went to a wide receiver. Who was it? Uh, that was, for the Patriots. I'm just forgetting his name. Wes, was it Wes Welker or who's the other one? No, it wouldn't be uh, Welker. It would be Edelman. Edelman. Yeah. Edelman had no touchdowns in the game, and he got the MVP as a wide receiver. Yeah. Instead of looking for defensive players that shut down a potent offense, right? Right. They went from 35 points a game to three points in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here we go. But now I'm talking about quarterbacks, and we know Patrick Mahomes – has had a great career so far, right? There's right. no debate there. I'm not even sitting here. I'm not trying to tear down anything that he's done. But when it comes to Super Bowls, people talk about all the time, don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. And I get it. He's won three Super Bowls. Yeah. But the numbers don't match up for what people talk about. Okay. If I told you that out of 12 quarterbacks who have gone to multiple Super Bowls, where would you think Patrick Mahomes' quarterback rating would be? Where would he be in the 12 quarterbacks who have gone to multiple Super Bowls? Well, right now, the emphasis you're putting on that multiple, (laughs) I would say he's probably eight on that list. How about 12th? Ah, He's 12th on that list. 12th on the list. Earlier I talked about Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw won four Super Bowls, right? Yes, yes. People look at Terry Bradshaw as like it was all about the Steelers' defense. Steel curtain. Steel curtain. Mm -hmm. Terry Bradshaw was was good. He was okay. He wasn't the, 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 the stir that stirred the drink, you know what I mean, or anything like that. Right. His numbers. Nine touchdowns, four interceptions, a quarterback rating of 112.8. Wow. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes across four Super Bowls. Terry Bradshaw was 4-0 and won two MVPs. Yep. Patrick Mahomes, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, a passer rating of 85.2. Mm-hmm. 
He's three and one, and he has Super Bowls in all three, right? Yep. Uh, MVPs. Yep. Huh. How surprised are you when you hear these kind of numbers? Because the noise and the talk, and I get it, winning covers everything. Nobody cares. He threw the game-winning touchdown. Forget that he was bad for the first three quarters. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? It's about winning. Yep. And I think that's what glosses people over when you think about it. But I don't think anybody would believe that Terry Bradshaw's numbers are better than Patrick. Oh, I, I definitely didn't believe that. I remember when I saw the um, the breakdown before the show, I was like, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, this is going to be interesting. But then you say the numbers, and obviously, again, Steelers' defense was so good at that time. So, you know, that's neither here nor there. We knew that. But I'm definitely surprised by the numbers that Terry Bradshaw put up. I would, I would be remiss to to you know kind of leave that out and leave out Franco Harris and that offensive line and all the things, the weapons that he had at that time as well. You know, uh, Stall Stallworth, um, not Stallworth, um, the receiver, Craig, uh, I mean Swan. Swan, thank you, Lynn Swan, like Lynn Swan had guys. Um, definitely surprised by Patrick Mahomes' numbers. I mean, you know, and you know, I've told you before, I mean, being a guest on your show, you know who my GOAT Super Bowl quarterback is, and it's not even close. I mean, it's even. Joe Montana. E- exactly. So even I, outside of Terry Bradshaw. So, I mean. Th- this is my issue, too. Yeah. Like, they, they want to leapfrog over Joe Montana. I know. And I know. say that Mahomes is chasing Brady. I know. <laughs> He's 3-1. and one. Montana was 4-0. You know what his quarterback rating? What was his was rating? Was 127.8. Mahomes is 85, and they say he's better than Joe Montana. Oh, that's not even close. I mean, even with the, even before you said we were having this segment, I mean, I've had these talks about people trying to anoint him as the GOAT already. Sure, he's the GOAT as far as talent. He's the most talented quarterback that we've seen. That I think that's... I mean, that comes without any question, right? I think for even the non-believers at this point, like you can see the guy, he's special. But when you talk about being the GOAT and you have the numbers to back it up the way you just backed it up, I mean, there's no way he's better than even Joe Montana at this point as far as Super Super Bowls go. Uh, 100%. I think we are such prisoners of the moment. Whatever happened yesterday or Sunday is the best thing that we've ever seen. Oh, for sure. I hear people say it all the time. We've never seen this, never seen that. Yeah. Joe Montana, 11 touchdowns and no picks. <laughs> what did I just tell you? Patrick wow. Mahomes has five picks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Has five picks in four Super Bowls. Yeah. Montana had zero picks. That's crazy. Then they say, well, they had Jerry Rice. Well, he won two Super Bowls with Jerry Rice and two without Jerry Rice. Yes. Okay. He also... Won three MVPs in those four Super Bowls. Yep. And, which is all, all impressive, but here's the other one. Two of those Super Bowls, he needed a touchdown to win the game. Mm-hmm. Not He needed a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So when I just look at some of these things, this is not about tearing down Patrick Mahomes. And that's that's it it's right there. It's not. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's about yeah. honoring what Joe Montana was able to accomplish in a rougher situation for a quarterback carry when you used to be able to ring Man, you could a quarterback's <laughs> head. Yes. And now if you touch a guy up high, it's 15 yards. Like you could stand in the pocket and not worry about it for the you know for the most part unlike what those guys played. In. Rob, these kids have no idea. I mean, people were when you talk about getting killed on the field, and I'm not saying that word in the in, no, in, I know what you, you know mean, about, but like getting destroyed on the field, like you were Lawrence Taylor going man, after they, Joe Montana. Go look at the film; they are ripping you up, and so all those wide open lanes, those receivers not being scared to be hit across the middle, like that stuff didn't exist in that day. If you catch the ball across the middle, you're getting. You're getting your butt knocked out. You're getting tattooed? <laughs> You're getting tattooed. It's glorified 7-on-7 seven seven now, and that's still not to take away from Patrick Mahomes, but it's but, a different but look, era. But look at the names. You ready? Super Bowl. This yeah. is with multiple Super Bowls. Yep. So it's Montana. Yep. Jim Plunkett. Plunkett. His was 122.8. He, I mean, tremendous. I haven't seen Plunkett play enough, so I wouldn't know. But, yeah, Ru- Russell Wilson. Okay. Terry Bradshaw. Yep. Troy Aikman. Okay. Bart Starr. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, mm-hmm. Brett Favre, Kurt Warner, 
mm. Eli Manning, yeah. Roger Starbeck, and then Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> just think about the names I just mentioned. Yeah. And and I said this before the Super Bowl that I would take Eli Manning and and my point was and now Patrick has a signature moment throwing a touchdown with time expiring yeah, for the win. Yep. Super Bowl. Okay, yep. there's his moment. Mm-hmm. But Eli had two signature moments. We talked about it. Yep. That throw to Mario Manningham might be one of the greatest throws and catches I ever saw in the Super Bowl. Yeah, down the sideline. Down the side. There was yep. no space. Yeah, it was crazy. Kerry, where, where was the space? Yeah, like there this was big. none. It was perfect. Yeah. Perfect throw. Yeah. Small spot. He made it happen. Mm-hmm. He also beat the 18 and 0 Patriots. Yeah, that one was crazy. Yes. Right? Yep. And everybody says, well, the David Tyree's play was lucky. That didn't win the game. He still had to throw the ball to Plaxico for yeah. the win. Yep. Yep. So I give him credit for what he was at. They don't match up career-wise, not at all. Patrick Mahomes is far superior. Right. We're talking about the Super Bowl. And I'm going to push back on anybody who thinks he's chasing Tom Brady because he's still chasing Joe Montana. 100%. And you know I, I 100% agree with that one. Joe, You just said it, 4-0. The rating, no interceptions. Eleven I mean, touchdowns, no picks. It's it's not even it's not even close. I mean, uh, I, not I for just, the Super Bowl. We're talking about Super. We're Bowl just here. Super Bowl, yes, right? Yes. That's all we're talking yes, about. Yes, yes, not even and, close. And I just wonder, what is it? Just the recency, or is it just that the younger fans didn't see Joe Montana? But let me tell you something. The thing about greatness. You don't have to see greatness to appreciate it. Right. I don't I didn't I don't you don't need to know or have seen and I'm talking about a great man, Martin Luther King, to know that the work that he did. You don't need to have seen Babe Ruth play right. to look at the stats during that time to say whether or not he was great. Do you know I'm not giving you an excuse or well, I didn't see it. you didn't you don't need to have seen Michael Jordan play live to know what that guy was doing, two three peats in his career. You brought up a point right there, Rob. Think about that though. So this generation now, you know, they all they're saying is LeBron, right? They didn't see Michael Jordan, right? So right. I, I think that is part of part of the problem, right? There's they're not doing the research or even caring enough to know the history of the games that they're talking about. They see the thing that's right in their face and it's shiny and it's new and it's it is great because it is, but you can't compare if you don't know the history of the games, and people anointing guys as the next best thing without knowing the history of the game. That's that's where the foul comes in for me. No, I'm with you, and you can't and you can't go that route. You need to just take a look, Joe Montana. Right here, right now, was a better quarterback in the Super Bowl than Patrick Mahomes, and so was Terry Bradshaw. But let's keep it to Joe Montana. I'm sorry. You can mention Tom Brady all you want and him trying to win seven Super Can he win four first? <laughs> can he win four? Exactly. You're automatically assuming he's going to already. If he doesn't win another Super Bowl, is he better than Joe Montana? He can't be. He can't be. <laughs> <laughs> but you talk, listen to people and they tell you. All right, we want to hear from you. 877-99 on Fox. Has Patrick Mahomes passed Joe Montana? Has he passed Terry Bradshaw? Both who have better numbers than him in the Super Bowl and have won more Super Bowls than him. How? Explain <laughs> how a guy what math are you doing? Is this the new math they're teaching in school, Kerry? Yeah, it's hard. Three too. and one <laughs> hey, you know, is better than four and oh? Rob, uh-huh. that, R- Rob, that math they're teaching right now is hard for me. So I, I it probably it's probably the math. It, it makes no sense. So we want to hear from you, 877-99 on Fox. Where are you? Does he still have to hurdle over Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw before we're ready to, to have him chase Tom Brady? It is the odd couple on a trash talking Tuesday. Rob Parker, Kerry Rhodes, in for Chris Broussard. Stick and stay. If the math isn't mathing in the U.S. of A. All right, y'all. Check it out. Look, all we know is hiring. All they know is hiring. And you know what they know? 
It's hard. Well, good news. Express Employment Professionals makes hiring easy. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, being ghosted, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Instead, move on up to the pros with ExpressPros.com. Express is full-service workforce solution. Connecting you with top talent fast. Every day, Express recruits and screens workers in your area. So when it's time to hire, they'll have the talent you need and ready to go to work. With more than 40 years in the staffing business, Express helps thousands of companies find great team players each year, and they can help you too. Just go to ExpressPros.com. Each Express location is locally owned and operated and backed by the support and stability of an international headquarters. And with more than 860 franchise locations, there's sure to be an express office near you. Listen, you know hiring is stressful. Stop with all the hiring hassles and partner with Express. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location nearest you. That's ExpressPros.com. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 